Welcome to Created to Reign, a podcast of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation, a Christian ministry dedicated to educating the public and policymakers about biblical earth stewardship, economic development for the poor, and the Christian faith. I'm Cal Beisner, president of the Cornwall Alliance, and my topic today is how climate fearmongers abuse big numbers to scare people into embracing their policies. I admit, sometimes I just lose patience. Honestly, when I see the irresponsible, intellectually sloppy things climate alarmists do to frighten people, sometimes I feel like throwing up my hands in despair. A recent example? There are plenty. An article by Harry Baker, who boasts an undergraduate degree in marine biology and has a blog called Marine Madness, Baker's article appears in Live Science, a popular-level science publication that long ago abandoned all pretense of scientific objectivity about climate change. Let's begin with the article's title, Energy of 25 Billion Atomic Bombs Trapped on Earth in Just 50 Years, All Because of Global Warming. Wow. <laughs> 25 billion atomic bombs in 50 years. That's half a billion atomic bombs every year. Golly, have you got visions of planets exploding when attacked by the Death Star in Star Wars? <laughs> but not all energy is explosive. The same amount of energy that blasts things apart when released in a sudden explosion can hold things together when differently applied. But hey, when your aim is to scare people out of their wits so they embrace your deadly political agenda, who cares about whether you're manipulating them with rhetoric divorced from reality? Nonetheless, the energy of 25 billion atomic bombs sure does sound impressive. That's a lot of energy, isn't it? Well, yes and no. First, just an aside, <laughs> the atomic bombs in mind are equivalent to the one dropped on Hiroshima, about 15 kilotons. More modern atomic bombs can release over 600 times as much energy. So instead of the energy of 25 billion atomic bombs trapped, quote-unquote, in Earth in 50 years, we could say it's the energy of about 42 million. That's not particularly reassuring, but it does bring the comparison up to date a little. More to the point, as I've tried to emphasize over and over, proportion is crucial to understanding numbers and their significance. Take, for instance, the typical graphic depiction of global warming over the last 150 years. It's a graph that shows a dramatic upward trend that covers the entire range from bottom to top of the vertical axis. Only when people stop to examine the numbers in that vertical axis do they realize that the entire range is less than 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Revise that vertical axis to cover not 3.6 but 15 degrees, which is the average difference between daily low and high temperatures in New York City in July over four times the range, and the dramatic upward trend suddenly looks anemic. Revise it again to cover New York's average low in January of 26 degrees to its average high in July of 85 degrees, 
a range of 59 degrees or 16 times as much, and the 3.6 degree upward trend is hardly visible. Finally, revise that vertical axis to depict the 594 degrees between absolute zero and the 134 degrees that is the highest natural air temperature ever recorded on Earth in Death Valley in 1913, by the way, long before man-made global warming became a thing, and the trend becomes invisible. So let's just say proportion is important. How does that apply to this headline? Remember it. Energy of 25 billion atomic bombs trapped on Earth in just 50 years, all because of global warming. Sure sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But what happens when we put it into proportion? Dr. Roy W. Spencer, NASA award-winning principal research scientist in climatology at the University of Alabama in Huntsville, and a senior fellow and board of directors member of the Cornwall Alliance, commented, the global energy imbalance associated with ocean warming is only 1%. What this means is that 25 billion atomic bombs of energy from CO2 trapping, quote-unquote, of energy occurred when 2,500 billion atomic bombs of energy was being absorbed from sunlight. Which entails that sunlight was adding a hundred times as much energy per year to our planet as the 25 billion atomic bombs. Hmm. Didn't notice all those atomic explosions all the way? Hmm. Maybe somebody's playing tricks on you. So that's how the headline is designed to transform something that deserves a yawn into something that makes you panic enough to surrender the abundant, affordable, reliable energy that enables you to thrive so the world can prevent a tenth of a degree or so of warming. Hmm. That's not all that's wrong with the headline. It tells us this energy has been, quote, trapped on Earth because of global warming, unquote. Well, no. That gets the cart before the horse. The retention of energy causes warming, not vice versa. But maybe that's just the sloppy work of a headline writer. What does the article itself say? Well, directly under the headline, we read, A new study has revealed that 380 zettajoules of energy was trapped by global warming between 1971 and 2020, unquote. Same problem, but that's just the tagline. It, too, probably came from a headline writer, not the scientist, hmm, who wrote the actual article. Alas, the first 12 words of the body of the article dash our hope. Quote, global warming has trapped an explosive amount of energy in Earth's atmosphere. Unquote. There it is, the same mistake again. And it appears again in the next paragraph. Let me make this clear. The trapping of energy, quote-unquote, is what causes warming. Warming doesn't cause the trapping of energy, quote-unquote. Well, okay, so maybe this is just the sloppy thinking of someone who is, to all intents and purposes, not really a scientist. Remember, he has only an undergraduate degree in marine biology, not physics or its subset thermodynamics, the disciplines most relevant to the topic. He's just an independent reporter. 
The study underlying his report, titled Heat Stored in the Earth System 1960 to 2020, Where Does the Energy Go?, which appeared in the journal Earth System Science Data in April, doesn't make that mistake. Good for its 67 or so authors. I confess my eyes glazed over counting them. 66, 68, whatever. A whole bunch of graduate assistants and a professor or two, I suppose. Sure makes for good-looking resumes. But that article, too, raises our eyebrows when we wonder about its scientific objectivity. Those 67 or so authors say boldly in their abstract, quote, We call for an implementation of the Earth energy imbalance into the Paris Agreement's global stocktake based on best available science. The Earth heat inventory in this study is underpinned by worldwide multidisciplinary collaboration and demonstrates the critical importance of concerted international efforts for climate change monitoring and community-based recommendations, and we also call for urgently needed actions for enabling continuity, archiving, rescuing, and calibrating efforts to assure improved and long-term monitoring capacity of the global climate-observing system. Unquote. In case you didn't notice, by doing this, by embracing a specific political-economic policy, they took off their scientists' hats and put on their political activists' hats. The straightforward facts their study yielded were these. Quote, The Earth system has continued to accumulate heat with 381 plus or minus 61 zettajoules accumulated from 1971 to 2020. This is equivalent to a heating rate of 0.48 plus or minus 0.1 watt per meter squared, the majority, about 89% of this heat, is stored in the ocean, followed by about 6% on land, 1% in the atmosphere, and about 4% available for melting the cryosphere. Over the most recent period, 2006 to 2020, the Earth energy imbalance amounts to 0.76 plus or minus 0.2 watt per meter squared. Unquote. Okay, so what does all that tell us? Uh, most of us aren't used to thinking in terms of zettajoules. A zettajoule is one sextillion joules, and it takes 216,000 joules to light one 60-watt bulb for an hour. So a zettajoule could light about 4.6 trillion of those bulbs for an hour. That's a lot of energy. But how much is it in proportion? Well, they give us the bottom line— Earth's energy imbalance amounts to 0.76 plus or minus 0.2 watt per meter squared. That, by the way, is about three quarters of one watt per meter squared. And what, pray tell, does that mean when put into proportion? Well, the sun bombards Earth with about 342 watts per meter squared, so that imbalance is about 22 hundredths of 1%. All of a sudden, it doesn't sound so alarming, does it? Nonetheless, let's at least credit those 67 authors for not making the atomic bomb comparison. That, Baker tells us, was made by two researchers not involved in the study. Andrew King, a senior lecturer in climate science at the University of Melbourne, and Stephen Sherwood, professor of atmospheric sciences at the University of South Wales, 
in an article they wrote for the non-peer-reviewed publication The Conversation, which boasts of, quote, academic rigor, comma, journalistic flair, unquote. Hmm. Not sure how much the latter assures us of the former. The title of that article, too, should cause us to wonder just how much scientific objectivity lies behind it. Two trillion tons of greenhouse gases, 25 billion nukes of heat. Are we pushing Earth out of the Goldilocks zone? Forget about the fairy tale reference. That's pure psychological manipulation designed to lull your critical thinking to sleep. No, the real problem here is the same. Big numbers without proportional context designed to scare. Two trillion tons of greenhouse gases. Man, that's a lot of greenhouse gases. Uh, wait a minute. Remember our rule. Proportion is important. How much does the whole atmosphere weigh? About 5.5 quadrillion tons. So 2 trillion tons is about 0.036% of the atmosphere. 36 thousandths. Not quite so scary as 2 trillion tons, eh? And remember, all the electricity and transportation and communication provided by the energy generation that yields those greenhouse gases has vastly improved life for, at first, 6 billion and now 8 billion people. That's another lesson to keep in mind. Life is full of trade-offs. We are foolish if all we do is lament the warming and its negative effects that comes from using greenhouse gas-emitting energy sources and ignore all the good that comes from them, including the positive effects of warming and the enhanced plant growth and crop yields that come from increased atmospheric carbon dioxide and all that energy. I could go on, but my point is simple. What you're seeing, not just in these articles, but in hundreds, thousands of articles pushing climate alarmism, is the rhetorical use of big numbers and numbers without proportion and numbers unbalanced by trade-offs to scare you. Now you know how to spot such manipulation. Don't fall victim. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Created to Rain, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about it, share it in your social media, and consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Cornwall Alliance, which you can do quickly and easily at cornwallalliance.org donate. That's cornwallalliance.org donate. Until next time, always remember the Apostle Paul's instruction in 1 Thessalonians 5.21. Test all things. Hold fast what is good.